which is, I told the story before on the, on the group, and I mentioned again, it's a remarkable story that illustrates this point. I read this in a book which describes various halachic dilemmas during the Holocaust. And one of the questions, one of the um, sections in the book deals with anecdotes that people who witnessed various stories during the Holocaust have reported to the author of the book. So there was a Jew who reported to the author of the Sefer that he was traveling in New York City in a subway in 1962. He met another Jew who was a Holocaust survivor, and they got into a conversation. And the other Jew tells him that he was in Auschwitz and Birkenau, I don't remember all the different camps. While he was in, in, in the concentration camp, he was relegated and assigned by the Nazis to be share a room with someone who has been very uh, revered before the Holocaust, a great Rebbe, a tzaddik. His name was Rabchona Halbestam, the Koloshitzer of... Koloshitzer Rebbe had thousands of sitting before the war. He was a holy man. There's a sefer that's printed now of some of his divrei but unfortunately he was torn away from us and was murdered by the Nazis in the concentration camp. And this Jew shared a space alone with this Rebbe, they were both, of course, didn't know when they're going to live, when they're going to die. Any day, they might not live to the, through to the next day. It was a Friday. And the man recounted what happened on that Friday night. The Kolosh Yitzharov, it was Friday night, he prepared to dive in Kabbalah Shabbos. He says, I'll never forget how this man started singing L'Chun Aranano, with such excitement, he turned into a ball of fire, as if he was back in Kolosh's, in his city, in his shul, with thousands of Hasidim around him. The, 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 the air was electrified with his excitement, with his ecstasy. He davened with such fire, with such passion. And he davened every word, and he sang, he danced L'chodedi, as if he was in, in some shtibel, in some shul. The environment was completely eluded him. And it took him about two hours to daven Kabbalah Shabbos. He was on fire. After he finished davening, he turns to me and says, I want to make Kiddush. Do you have maybe a piece of bread? Can't make Kiddush on wine. There's no wine there. But on bread, if you don't have wine, you make Kiddush on bread. So I told him, I have an old stale piece of bread. I can give you a piece. I gave him a piece. He starts making Kiddush. And again, he takes off like on a spaceship. He is, Yoimashishi, he's like on fire. It took him 20, 25 minutes to say Kiddush. And then he takes a piece of bread, breaks it off, and says, I made Salechem in Aretz. Then it's a minik by many Chsidish Rebbes to eat Machole Shabbos, special foods, Lekovet Shabbos, and they have deeper spiritual meaning and symbolisms. Fish, it says, is an union of dog, Dalat Gimel is seven, and, and fish have allude to the, to the hidden world of Malachim and Hishamis, just like fish are in the water, hidden away beneath the surface of the water. Anyways, there's deeper concepts associated with different foods, and they eat them like Shabbos. So he keeps to his menhagim, this rebbe. There's no fish there. So he takes a piece of crumb of that piece of bread. He says, this should be instead of fish. And he eats it with great excitement. And he, 
you could see he's preoccupied in his mind to think about the significance of eating fish on Shabbos and the deeper spiritual ideas associated with it. Then it breaks off another piece, and this is instead of the soup, and soup is also associated with some spiritual ideas. And you can see that he's busy. He has a whole Aveda. He's busy with, with, with engaged in, 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 in eating Lekavit Shabbos and with great excitement and great passion. Then he takes up another piece. This is for the Kugel. And the Kugel has Gematria and, 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 and all the Inyanim of Kugel. He, he eats a tiny piece of crumb of stale bread, but he says this is instead of Kugel. Finally, he breaks off a piece and says, this is instead of tzimis. Tzimis. Tzimis is a Jewish delicatessen which many rabbis would eat on every Shabbos. It has spiritual meaning, the name tzimis, and whatever play on the word, and it has deeper meaning. When I heard him declare that he's about to eat tzimis, the word tzimis in Yiddish, when you say, it makes it tzimis. It's like making a, a, a big deal about something. I burst out laughing. I said, Rebbe, you got simus on your head. You got simus in your mind. Do you know where we are? I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't resist. At this point, I was like beside myself. Rebbe, what are you talking about? You're eating simus, eating a tiny crumb of old stale bread, and you say this is simus. Well, you have nothing else that you're worried about now, but simus, eating simus. And the Rebbe turned to me and turned his gaze straight into my eyes, very seriously. And said to me, I want you to know, a Jew must believe that everything that happens to him comes from Hashem and has a purpose and has meaning. And we should never doubt for a moment what Hashem is doing to us. And then he said to me, he said a remarkable thing. He said, here, he, turned, he reached into his pocket, took out his handkerchief, gave it to me and said, Hold on to my handkerchief. I promise you, as long as you have it with you, no harm will come your way. Three days later, the Rebbe was ex executed, murdered by the Nazis. I survived. I held on to that handkerchief for dear life. At the end of the war, most of that handkerchief was already torn off. I only had a few strands of threads left from that handkerchief, so I tied it tightly to my finger so I wouldn't lose it because I knew this is my key to survival. And I survived to tell the tale. What an amazing story. A Yid being stuck in the most despicable, oppressive place where his whole life depends on the will of some monster. And what does he do? It comes Shabbos. Nothing matters. The whole environment has disappears. He's in another universe. He's free. He's free to be himself. He's a Yid connecting with Hashem on Shabbos. That's freedom. And Dafke there, in that environment, the contrast, this incredible contrast that you saw of a Jew basking in the light of Shabbos, totally in a most unobstructed way. And then the environment that was the darkest of the darkest environment that a human being could possibly ever face. That contrast illustrated so dramatically the gift of freedom. L'chaim.